Hello, hello, and welcome back to another installment of MSP Success Spotlight. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff, and this here is the show where we explore a variety of different managed service providers throughout the IT solutions, throughout the cybersecurity space to bring you a few different things, industry insights for one, but then of course, you know, that differentiating factor that separates, you know, one MSP from another, you know, the secret sauce, if you will, that has led these companies to become as successful as they have been. And in today's episode, we've got a great one keyed up for you. We've got Ross Browse, the co-founder and president of Continuous Networks based out of New Jersey, joining us. And Ross has a unique approach when it comes to how he serves his clients that I'm excited to get into today. Uh, and, and really just a great story overall on how he led his, you know, he led his own path to Continuous Networks. So a few, few notes about Ross, though, before we get started. Ross is going to be featured in the upcoming MSP Success Magazine, the Fall 2021 edition. And if you enjoy today's conversation with Ross, it's not going to be the only one. Ross is actually starting his own podcast called The Preventative Approach, where he's going to be focusing on changing people's mindsets, in, at least in regards to IT solutions, from a reactive mindset to a more proactive mindset. Obviously, you, our listeners, you know we talk about this idea of education so much on this show, being a proactive form of education rather than kind of reactive and learning from mistakes. So Ross is going to be identifying a lot of that kind of you know conversation as well as just tactics uh, in The Preventative Approach, his podcast which is set to launch this coming November. Well, that being said, let's go ahead and bring the man of the hour on. Ross, great to see you. Welcome aboard, man. Thanks, man. Happy to be here. Yeah, no, we're happy to have you with us today. So, Ross, I think a good place for us to get started is to, you know, have you provide a little bit of a high-level overview on, you know, yourself personally and professionally. What led you to the IT space and then, of course, to uh, Continuous Networks? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm a native of Minnesota. Thank you. I'll be here all night. <laughs> I, uh, I actually went to New York, uh, left Minnesota for the very first time, went to New York to attend NYU Film and TV because I wanted to write and create stories that would have an impact on people. And so I, I, you know, I wanted to be famous, of course, like everybody else who went to film school, but really I, I just wanted to tell stories that that's what I was passionate about. And I realized that through college, uh, that I didn't want to move to California and I didn't want to be famous anymore. I actually wanted a family more. And so I was always a lover of technology. I, I loved cameras. I was a cinematographer. And so it just naturally led me, <clears throat> excuse me, towards computers, doing editing, multimedia design, things like that is really, really fascinating to me. So I started a, a graphic design business right out of college, and that eventually led into web hosting. And that web hosting business eventually became what we know as continuous networks today. So a bit of a uh, transition from the arts to technology, uh, but now I bring that full circle and I've actually brought a lot of those media aspects that I've learned into continuous networks today. I love that. Indeed, a full full uh, cycle of, of pivoting from one entity to the other. So walk me through. This is a great question. I love asking this question because, you know, any entrepreneur knows what these early days can be like. But tell me about what some of those early days at Continuous Networks was, were like for you as you were, you know, building the company, you know, kind of fine tuning the skill sets and the services you're providing. And then, of course, like establishing some of those initial key relationships with clients that helped you really begin the development of the company overall. Yeah, absolutely. You know, everybody's got their uh, origin of, of where they came from, how they got into it. We were a web hosting company. So monthly recurring models were that was our jam. That's what we did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so where a lot of other people were doing break fix, they were, uh, you know, they kind of had clients that would pay them on an as needed basis. We were used to this recurring model where we always had um, a monthly billing because we were in hosting. 
But we had our own data center and hundreds of racks of servers in our data center in New Jersey. And when Superstorm Sandy came in October, November of 2012, people were flooded, people had no power, their data was down, maybe they were in the office and they just couldn't function. And so we had people just banging down our door saying, get us into your data center. We never lost power. We never had any issues with flooding. We were high up on a mountaintop. <laughs> and so we were just really, really prepared for that huge disaster. And what happened was we started bringing in all of these clients that really, you know, they wanted a bigger, better relationship. And that's not something we were used to. We were used to sort of the transactional relationship that came from not ever being able to meet your client. And so we started building these relationships with these businesses that were in our local area. And we saw the writing on the wall with Amazon and Microsoft. Like we knew what they were doing. We knew that there's just no way we were really going to be able to uh, compete with them. And so we just one thing led to another. And we built all these, these relationships by building out email systems, by focusing on backup and disaster recovery. Uh, that was a big part of it because of it came from Superstorm Sandy. Mm -hmm. And so that just started to change the face of the business and transitioning from that transactional to that relationship driven approach, which is something that we really weren't used to. So we went through a lot of ups and downs. Um, I can tell you running a data center was absolutely horrific. I'll never, ever do it again for as long as I shall live. Sure, <laughs> Not I get the it. business I want to be in. <laughs> But that, well, what's really interesting about your story in particular, Ross, is that your company was really built out of a tragedy and helping others. So it's no wonder that your approach has become so relationship driven. Uh, you know, people having to kind of dig themselves out of this tough situation, you know, and you were there, you were there to help them. And it also in, in genuinely helping a business and helping an individual, your company, you know, in turn began to prosper. So it's, it's interesting, you know, we talk a lot about providing the right services on this show and being a good steward for you steward for your clients and uh, you know, it's just great to hear that you guys are really rooted in that service-based model. So that yep. being said, I'd love to like kind of pivot here and, and get into really the what, you know, what it is that you guys do at Continuous Networks and where you guys have a, you know, a, a really a finite focus on, on IT solutions as well as just cybersecurity as, you know, as a whole. So walk me through, you know, the day-to-day, -day, if you will, at, at Continuous Networks. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when you think about MSPs, we all effectively do the same things, <clears throat> but it's about how we do it and why we do it that really differentiate us. Uh, and so because we came from that really transactional positioning and moved to the relationship-driven model, we understood what it felt like to feel transactional. We understood what it felt like for somebody to just kind of just be a customer that would pay you, or we were a customer and we would pay them. And it wasn't really based on, on anything that was meaningful. And it never really helped anybody's businesses to grow. I mean, there wasn't much you can do as, a, there's not much you can do as a web hosting company when you just provide space on a server, not really helping somebody's business grow. Mm -hmm. But when you begin to understand the fundamentals of who their competitors are, uh, why, you know, who are their employees? What are their struggles? Why do they do what they do? Uh, what are their one-year plans, their three-year plans? Where do they want to position themselves? What are the big pain points that they have? When you begin to invest yourself in understanding what those things are, you start to move away from that transactional technology person, that reactive technology person. I like to refer to them as firefighters. No, you know, nothing bad against firefighters. God bless them. But that's what you are. You're there on an as-needed basis. You're not there from a proactive perspective, thinking 
uh, strategy, thinking tactics. How can I position a company's technology before these issues happen? How can I give them a better tool? How can I understand a problem that they're struggling with and, and position them in such a way that we can prevent that from happening, whether it's vulnerabilities from compliance or uh, cybersecurity or disaster recovery, whether it's just inefficiencies that are taking place because their service desk doesn't run well, or they don't know how to manage a service desk, they don't know how to triage those types of issues, or whether it's just thinking strategically about the business and understanding that technology really is a functional area of the business, similarly to the way they might treat their accountant or the way they might treat their uh, attorney it's functional and you need to think about it ahead of time. So what we've done with continuous networks is really positioned ourselves as that, that advisor, that partner, that person that is by your side and uses technology to help you achieve those business goals. Uh, so Ross, I mean, you, you labeled a lot of different things that you work with clients on. So I can imagine, you know, in that game planning, that, you know, those strategy meetings and trying to really offer that helping hand. And, and as to you said, you know, move away from the reactive approach and, you know, get to the proactive approach in going through that process. I would imagine that initial touch point with a client of yours is a really big and important moment. You know, let's say you're bringing a new client on board. Walk me through what that initial discovery meeting looks like, because, Hey, you know, in reality, you've got to learn the ins and outs of their company. You've got to understand where the, you know, the kinks in the armor are and how you guys can best bolster some of those areas, you know, security wise. So walk me through what that initial touch point looks like, maybe with even a new client that you guys bring on board. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, what's really fascinating is that most clients, most companies, most businesses really don't know where they sit from a technology perspective. Mm. So I can say, well, I came into the office today and my computer turned on and I don't have anybody demanding a ransom from me. You know, I don't have, the internet's not down. Um, I think backups are working. I got a report about it, you know, a week ago, it seemed okay. Everything's fine. Everything's working just fine. And the issue is that there's so many unlocked doors and windows throughout every business that business owners are unaware of that they kind of just go along in the day to day without really thinking about what else could go, what else could be going on. And so one of the first things that we do is do an evaluation. Now, a lot of people do security risk assessments and they do those as a way to generate business, a way to sell the client something, a, a product that obviously they make profit on. What we do, and, and we'll do that as well, but what we do is start with something that we provide um, that, you know, that, that's, there's a huge value point, but we provide it for free to our clients and we call it our continuous cyber score. It's a way of getting them to assess where they are from a security perspective, from a backup and disaster recovery perspective, from a, a compliance perspective, from an efficiency perspective in their point of view. So where do they think they are? And then we give them the best practices to allow them to evaluate themselves and determine really where they are. And so what's interesting is that you end up with this gap of where they think they are and where they mm -hmm. actually are. And that opens up a lot of ideas. It, it turns on a lot of light bulbs where they're thinking, wow, you know, I never thought about that. I didn't know that this was going on, or I was unaware that that could be an issue. And now I want to do something about it. And we also give them information on similar clients that we've also worked with and said, here's what they were, here's what they are now, or here's some of the struggles that they have. So it gives them kind of that comparison to know 
where they sit against other people that are in their space or that are similar in size to their specific business. So we kick our entire process off of onboarding a client by getting them to self-assess who they are and what their health, per, what their health perspective is kind of like going to the doctor and saying, well, let's do a full checkup and figure out how healthy you are. So we know what it is you need to work on. I get that you feel good. I get that you have a smile on your face this morning. I get that you ran three miles. It doesn't mean everything's okay. I, I totally get that. And, and what's really important about that is, is that it's, it's this learning process with the client. You know, you're, you're walking this path with them. You're not necessarily saying, okay, I'll just give it all to us. We'll handle it. And then we'll get back to you with a report. It, you know, there's this education that's going along the way with it. And, and Ross, one thing that I did myself before I knew that we were going to be having you on today was I was taking a look throughout your website and noticed just this idea of done for you and done with you it solutions yep. that you guys offer. Walk me through the different mindsets in the for you and with you and how, how either can be beneficial to a, a given business. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And we've put a lot of time and effort into that messaging and that positioning that we have on our website. So if you talk about it using our language, and this is something that I know a lot of MSPs really struggle with. How do I get out of that geek language? How do I get out of those acronyms? How do I get out of the things that my prospect A, doesn't understand and B, could care less about? How do I get out of that mindset? And so we talk about in technology and MS, in the MSP industry all the time, this idea of a fully managed service and this idea of a co-managed service. Fully managed being that we are your outsourced IT company, we handle everything, and co-managed being that you have existing IT resources that we help to complement by bringing in things that they don't have. And we didn't like that. We didn't like that messaging because we didn't feel that people really understood it. In fact, we did a bunch of surveys with our target market to ask them if any of those terms meant anything to them. And the overwhelming response was, I, I don't know what that means. It means nothing mm -hmm. to me. And so the question is, why on earth would you put on your website all this language that your prospect and your client doesn't understand? And so done for you and done with you became the fully managed and the co-managed services. Done for you, meaning we are your outsourced IT company. Full, we handle everything. Done with you, meaning we co-manage it with you. We work together to get that better result. I love that. And, and Ross, kind of moving backwards a little bit in our conversation, you know, you were talking to me about it. It's about, it's about why you do it sometimes. Uh, you know, it's really that purpose, that personal mission for you and your team over at Continuous Networks. I'd love to hear a little bit more from you just in terms of what this personal mission, what that re true drive is for you. Because obviously at the end of the day, we all work in different realms of life, different businesses. And, and we all, sure, we got to get up and do the job to sure put food on the table for the family to do various things and achieve different means. But Hey, to have a personal motivation, a, a true drive behind what you do, it, it takes away the idea of work. You know, it's more service to others. So walk me through your mindset in this, this idea of, of really purpose driven work over a continuous network. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, this goes back quite a few years when we first discovered uh, EOS or the Entrepreneurial Operating System, mm. a book by Gino Wickman Traction. And, and we adopted that process as a business planning process in our business a little over four years ago. And part of going through that exercise is determining what your core value system is and what your core focus or core purpose is for the business. 
And so we worked very hard to figure out why are, why are we doing this? Like, do we just show up and handle people's IT? Do we just keep them safe? Cause that's all great. But at the end of the day, that goes back to the transactional nature of doing business. When you don't have a bigger reason, as you said, for doing what it is you do, things become transactional. But when you, when you let go of money as that primary driving force behind what it is you're doing and you focus on something bigger, it changes the way you handle sales. It changes the way you handle marketing. It changes the way you handle customer service. Mm-hmm. And you become far more invested in the success of your customer than you otherwise did before. So we developed our core value system. We came up with five core values. Those core values have not changed in the last four years and we review them every single quarter. And over time we had a purpose, our, 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 we started to develop that purpose. That was much harder to figure out. It began as talking about how we wanted to really just enrich people's lives, which was kind of vague and uh, didn't really mean a whole lot. It wasn't very motivating to our team because what, what did it mean? What, did that, what does it mean to enrich somebody's life? Sure. Uh, to most people, not a lot. And so as we started to develop our, our third core value is proactivity prevents problems. And, and it's, my, it's my most meaningful core value because that is at the core of our purpose. That is at the core of our why. And, and really what we determined that to be is that it, it's about giving people a new perspective that allows them to lead a more proactive life. So whether that's in your personal life, whether that's in business, it doesn't matter. I have a phrase that I say all the time, which is you can't be truly successful in business if you're unsuccessful in life. And so understanding how to look at life in a more proactive, preventative way helps you to control stress. It helps you to control fear. It helps you to control poor decisions, poor investments. All of those things, when you become proactive about them, you you gain control of. It's not Mm -hmm. time controlling you. It's not money controlling you. It's not health controlling you. It's you in control of all of those things. And so that really became the core focus of our business was to help people to understand this and to do it with technology. Ross, I love that. I mean, a deep, robust set of core values not only brings, you know, upper leadership together in terms of driving this engine of a business forward, but it really unites, you know, the workers, the, you know, that the, the employees, those that really are, are knee deep in the trenches every day of a given company. So my next question, and, and it's really to piggyback off of that, you know, your prior answer, given all your core values and that deep root in service there are a lot of businesses in your market. I mean, you guys are based out of New Jersey. It's cr- it's a crowded market. You got New York City right next door to you. Would you say that it's really that that deep rooted, you know, nature uh, of you guys with your core values rooted in service to the client, you know, service to yourself as an individual? Is do you believe that that's really what helps set you apart from the rest of the pack? You know, especially given how crowded of a market you guys operate in. Yeah, um, probably the most crowded market in the world (laughs) (laughs) when it comes to technology support. Yes, but also the largest market. So Mm -hmm. all things being relative, there are plenty of people who may be the only player in their market, but it's it's very, very tiny. So there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, Listen, we all kind of do the same thing. If you look at any MSP, we all handle cybersecurity to at least to a certain extent. We all handle backups. We all handle technology support. We all kind of do the same basic things, but I guess the, as you said, the question is why are you doing it and how are you doing it? Because that's really what translates to the outcomes that you achieve for the businesses you work with. And that's all that matters. What matters is the outcomes that they achieve for their business. It can't be stressed enough. 
if you're in it for yourself and what it is you're doing and their outcomes aren't as meaningful as your outcomes, you're just never going to get the same result. And now for them, now maybe that's okay. Some clients, some companies are okay with that. They just, they're price sensitive. They want to spend less. That's what they want. That's okay. Uh, but you have to determine that ahead of time and you have to figure out if you're a right fit for somebody. We figured out that we wanted to be far more invested in a company and we wanted to work with companies who are very concerned about cybersecurity, who are very concerned about disaster recovery, who are very concerned about being proactive and strategic with their businesses, especially when it comes to technology. So we developed three pillars, three core pillars that would lead us toward what it is we truly do. And they are, we're terminating vulnerabilities, and that came down to cybersecurity, compliance, and backup and DR, eliminating inefficiencies, so making sure that they ran more smoothly, that their technology people were not overwhelmed, or that their users were not overwhelmed because technology was always frustrating, so eliminating those efficiencies. Uh, inefficiencies, and then helping them to make strategic decisions. We know that most business owners are irritated by the lack of return on investment when it comes to technology. And so we come in and show them how they can actually track their ROI using technology, using what it is we do. And what we tell them is, listen, if, you're, if, if we're not fixing these things for you, if we're not getting traction for you, we're not making a profit. I, I don't make a profit with what I do for you unless we're actually getting you the outcomes that we promise. And so that led us into what it is we truly do. And that's that's transforming a business's technology from this cost to a growth opportunity. And we say that we do it in 90 days because it comes back to a very specific process that we use called the continuous track. Ross, I love that. I mean, you guys clearly have your service at the forefront of everything you do, missions, milestones, core values. I mean, you guys are entrenched in this idea of service. It's not a surface level, uh, you know, surface level ideal or mentality that you carry through a continuous network. So a tip of the cap to you and your team over there. Uh, but Thank you. Ross, as uh, you know, for anybody that's listening to this conversation today and they're interested in, in you and your services at continuous networks, how should somebody go about uh, you know, contacting, reaching out, maybe, you know, setting up some sort of initial discovery meeting. How, how should somebody get a hold of you? Yep. Super easy. So one of the ways is right through our website. It is littered with orange buttons that say cyber score, get your cyber score. You can do two things. You can actually book a cyber score assessment. They take about 15, 20 minutes to do. You'll know at the end of that call exactly where you sit from a technology health perspective or go to that page. And if you're not interested in booking a call yet, you just like to have a, a casual conversation with us. You can use the contact form right on that page. I'm also available on LinkedIn, uh, linkedin.com slash in slash Ross Browse. I post a ton of content out on LinkedIn. I do a ton of awareness out there about cybersecurity, disaster recovery, and all things technology. Uh, so go follow me on LinkedIn. If you're just, just interested to watch and see what it is we do, uh, you will definitely get to know who we are and who I am just by following that content. Roger that. I was doing a little recon beforehand, Ross, and I saw exactly what you mean. You are a content curator, man. Ton of stuff, good stuff, of course, out on LinkedIn. Uh, Ross, is there anything else before we let you go today and uh, while we got you? Uh, is there any other thing that you would want to share in regards to you, yourself, you know, uh, continuous networks, the team, how you guys go about it? Anything that I didn't ask you today uh, that you would want to share with our audience and leave them with? Yeah, um, I, I think this is an interesting question that needs to be asked before you work with a technology service provider. 
you know, people are driven by money. Can I get it? Can I get it cheaper? Is there a cheaper way to do this? You know, everybody seems like they kind of do the same thing. So is, can we get a 20% cheaper? Maybe I'll let's get a few competitive quotes, kind of like bringing somebody over to, you know, renovate your bathroom. Let me get three competitive quotes. They all kind of seem to do the same thing. But I think you have to ask the question of who these people are. Why do they do what they do? And does it align with my business? Because if you're just hiring them to be the cleaning people who are going to come in and sweep your floors and vacuum your rugs at night, then fine, get the cheapest that you possibly can. But if you want to focus on business outcomes, if you're really concerned about having a partner that cares about your business and is there to help you get better results with your business, then I think you really got to dig a little bit deeper and find out who these people are and what drives them. But why do their employees want to work for this company? Why, why are they part of it? Is it just a paycheck or do they believe in something bigger? Because it's those types of relationships that are going to help businesses improve over time and have that strat that strategic partner that helps them get the better outcomes. I love that. It's so important. The why is equally as important as the what in so many instances across business. So Ross, so appreciate you and your time today, you know, sharing your industry insights, of course, peeling back the curtain a little bit, showing us that secret sauce uh, for continuous networks. And, and Hey, we appreciate you coming aboard the show today and looking forward to maybe having you back on the show down the road. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Alrighty. And look, Hey, we want to take one more moment here to thank you, our audience, of course, for jumping aboard today's conversation. If you liked what you saw, you liked what you heard today, please feel free to like the show, comment, subscribe, share this information with friends, family, any business owner that you think might benefit from these IT solutions and cybersecurity conversations. Cause at the end of the day, it's you. That's what the show's about. It's for you guys. It's great information. We're bringing phenomenal MSPs right to your doorstep to kind of hear the ins and outs of this industry. So, you know, feel free to give the show a follow and we, you know, we've got some great content ahead coming your way. So for Mr. Ross Browse, I'm Ryan Ruff saying so long. We thank you so much for joining us on today's edition of MSB Success Spotlight.